Welcome to the University of Life podcast. I'm Sean Roundy, and today I have a new word for you. When I say a new word, I don't mean like, here's a word you haven't learned yet. I mean a brand new word. It's a word I just coined, and I think it's really valuable. I recommend you start using it. I certainly am. And to explain, to give you a little background on this one, I'm going to tell you a quick story from my Everglades trip over over the New Year's where I paddled 118 miles by myself across the Everglades and 10,000 islands and everything. And uh, About halfway through, I was on the outside, I was in the Gulf of Mexico, and about halfway through I headed up the rivers and paddled the rest on the inside. And I intended to go up Harney River because that's where my chickie was, the wooden platform where I'd camp because there's almost no actual ground to camp on uh, in up in that area, at least really accessible from the rivers. And but I turned up one river too soon. I went I went up Broad Creek, and Broad Creek near the top, they they join with a couple other little passageways up top. But before you get there, you get to a really narrow, narrow section. It's a little bit like what's the nightmare, and that's a, another little winding section. You can only pass at high tide; otherwise, you're just stuck there with the mosquitoes for a couple of hours, waiting for the tide. And especially now, with last fall's hurricanes that went through, just knocked down trees all over the place. And as I got to this area, I, you know, I had realized I was in Broad Creek and not Harney River. And I thought I had seen somewhere on a map something about it maybe not being open or maybe passable by high tide. And as it got narrower and narrower, and I'm paddling my 16-foot kayak, I began to worry that I wasn't actually going to make it through and I'd have to turn around paddle against the tide a couple miles down river and then the tides would change and I'd have to paddle against the tide again which is like two miles an hour significant all the way up Harney River to my chicky and I really didn't want to do that and so as I started to worry a little bit I said a little prayer and then instantly as if off my right shoulder it's almost like hearing a voice my guardian angel said and it had this attitude it was like don't worry so I thought Okay, okay, fine, I won't. And I mostly didn't. And then a little ways, you know, 100 yards ahead, I passed a log where someone had taken a saw and cut through, and I realized somebody has cleared this, so I'm going to be fine. So that was great. Well, that whole concept of don't worry, that's where we need the new word. Because words shape the way we think, and the way we think shapes our sense of reality, and that totally influences and, and designs really our experience of life. So to not worry is one thing, but there's something even better, and that's to actively what? See, we don't have a verb for what to do instead of worrying, instead of dwelling on possible negatives and bad things that could happen or focusing on past events that were unpleasant and and really creating more of that in our life. What's the word for being well and focusing on good things and actively contributing to a healthy life. We don't have one. And so that's the word that I just made up. I'm taking a nice little stroll during my lunch break in the foothills here above my work and home. This is the word. It makes total sense when you hear it. You'll say, yeah, that makes sense. Welly, like be well. And be well is not the same as the verb welly. Because to be well, it's the verb be, I used to teach this to my students in the university all the time, it's really a passive state. It just is. It's not active. It doesn't describe doing things. It really, 
once I was grading this paper and, you know, I had a stack of like several inches high of papers to grade and I got to this one and it was organized well and it looks nice and had good facts and I couldn't stay awake even past the first page. So I'd move it down in the stack and read something else for a while and I'd get it to again, get to that one again and the same thing would happen. And after about the third time, I thought, well, what is it with this paper? And then I looked and I counted and there were like 17, I believe, B verbs on the first page, like to be or was or is. And that just put me to sleep. It really kills the energy. So to have an active verb, welly, which means get enough sleep, have some healthy social connections, think some positive thoughts, express yourself, exercise, all these things that are good for you, to have an active verb that says, hey, welly, do it, is really a different state of mind. It's a completely different concept, much more active. And so I'm going to start using that, and I like it, and I hope you will too. And thanks for tuning in to the University of Life. Subscribe. Visit uoflife.com. Subscribe there. And uh, until next time, live smart, live awesome, live happy. Thank you.